0: As I waited till the day that I would take my trip to Delaware County, I tried to do more for the podcast, hoping to find enough for a season two. One of the things that happened was I talked to Ashley again over the phone. Ashley had written out a statement she wanted to say for the podcast. She even thought that there maybe should be a warning for some listeners.
1: Okay, um, the first thing is that um, people are really hot and cold about this topic. And so I just want to make sure that there's some sort of warning to people about what we're going to talk about, because they might not want to listen to it. This rock, and I looked to my right, and there was at least 50 skeletal remains and a huge vertebrae. I didn't see a head, but there were so many, I couldn't leave it without calling them.
0: Listen to that now on this episode of Just In Case You Forgot, Season 2, Delaware County.
1: Why here? We, We don't know. Just in case you forgot, podcast is produced and hosted by William Swafford. Music was put together by William Swafford. Ashley.
0: Hello, this is Bill.
1: Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to speak with me again. I really appreciate it.
0: After messaging back and forth a little bit, Ashley agreed to do another phone interview for the podcast. This would be the second time that I talked to Ashley since starting, just in case you forgot. Ashley felt like she had something to say for the podcast, and she also wanted to talk about how she recently went out to Delaware County, Ohio. Before we got to what she wanted to say, we also talked about meeting up with Detective Bessinger in Delaware County.
1: You just get a real sense of, like, it's just, it's so weird, it's so weird, I mean, I get you from that area, but it feels random, but it's probably not.
0: I was surprised to hear that Ashley had never met Detective Bessinger.
1: Um, so, yeah, so just keep me posted on that. Um, that'll, that'll be interesting to kind of hear what he has to say. I haven't met him in person. Yeah, I've only, um, we just started reaching out to him really in November when, when Paula and I started kind of getting back into this and getting these social pages set up.
0: After talking to Ashley for a few months about going to Delaware County, it was time for her to say what she felt like she needed to say. Ashley did want to put out a warning to people because some people might not want to hear what she wants to talk about. What would you like to say?
1: Okay, um, the first thing is that um, people are really hot and cold about this topic. And so I just want to make sure that there's some sort of warning to people about what we're going to talk about because they might not want to listen to it. Is that something that can be done?
0: I believe her warning is for people who is close to Stacy and this investigation into her death. Ashley talks about what happened to Stacy's remains after they were found in Delaware County.
1: Um, so here we go. <laughs> um, so there is no grave site for Stacy. There is no place for us to go. When someone goes missing, that person just isn't in your life very suddenly. But you don't know if and when they'll return and if and how you should commemorate them. We didn't have a funeral for Stacy uh, until after her remains were found six years after her disappearance. While Stacy was missing, we uh, pooled our money together and bought her a title at a park on Ohio State's campus. So at least we had something. Um, it's such a weird time. Do you mourn them? Do you hope to come back? It just is, it's, it's such a, you're just in limbo. And when the police identified her remains, they wanted to keep them. Uh, They said that future advances in science could possibly provide more evidence. You know, they they were right. There's some technology now that I learned, that I've heard about that will tell you kind of how many winters of bones uh, survived. So what does the number of winters really give us other than the amount of time that she was there? But, you know, the police wanted to keep her we wanted her back she'd been gone for six years and we just wanted we wanted her and we didn't want her on a box in the police station so we ended up scattering her ashes at the ohio state park where uh where her tile was and then much to the chagrin of all of us ohio state moved the park and put a building on the spot where we scattered her ashes So we don't even really have that anymore to go to. I was so furious with the university about it. And I just, I don't, I don't, don't, I'm a graduate of Ohio State. I do not donate to them anymore because of it. So since we didn't have a place to go like mourn for her, I stole an idea from one of our other sorority sisters. And I bought these commemorative rocks just to put Stacy in places. And so they have, um, you know, a saying on it and then our hashtag. And I put one at the Ohio State shoe. I haven't gone to see if it's still there, but I also um, put some in other places on Ohio State's campus that mean something to her and our sorority. And then on the 25th anniversary of her disappearance, some of her sorority sisters and I went to Chicago and Stacy had always wanted to live in Chicago. That was like her dream. And so we ended up putting one up there right along the river. I ran out of the river, geez, the lake. Um, and uh, you know, that felt right. And then we also put one at her apartment, kind of where she was taken. So I recently went to check up on that and it had been moved and turned over, but it was still there and I got it turned around. So I wanted to put one in Delaware County where her remains were found. I had always been intrigued by that area.
0: I was shocked to hear that a building now stands in the spot of the park where Stacy's ashes were scattered.
1: It's always a little bit scary going up there. Um, I've driven up there several times over the years, thinking I'll recognize the spot where the police car is parked in the 2004 like, news article when they found her, and there's the police cars there, and you can see the tarp up, and you can see the people. Um, you know, it, it, it seems like a very distinct spot. But I never saw it. And it's 30 miles north of her apartment. I never went that far. For Columbus, like to take her from here in Columbus up there, it's, it's really far north. <clears throat> I went up uh, in November, right when we started this, uh, based on an explanation of the location from the, there was a, a, an article done by Ohio State's campus newspaper, The Lantern, and it's called Frozen in Time. And at that point, the, the detective identified the location as at 37 and 257. So right along there, there's a, a tributary of the the Siota River, and <clears throat> I knew I wasn't in the right spot because where the cars, where the police car is parked in the 2004 article, there is a uh, a cement block in front of it, and there's like a table. Leading out of that cement block to I don't know if it's a telephone pole, but that wasn't where at 37 and 257 where I was kind of walking around. But when I was there in November, I could feel her. I could feel her saying, "You are here. You finally came. You made it." And it was this. It was the strangest thing. Um, but I, you know, and people are gonna think that's weird, and that's fine. But I, you know, I could feel her. But I still, still knew that that wasn't the location. So I did further research on um, on the different descriptions of the locations where she was found in the various articles that I have. And um, I found the location It was five miles north of where I was in November. And I did this a couple of weeks ago. I, I just felt the need to go up there. I had a, a Sunday that was open and I just went up there. And as soon as I saw it, I knew it was in the right spot. The cement block in front of the police car is completely overgrown, but it's still there. And it still has that cable coming out of it. And you can kind of see the little parking spot where that police car is in front of the tarp to the people and kind of the tarp was obviously covering where her remains were. Um, so my cousin lives up near, near where, where Stacy was found when i showed her the location she said there was no way he wasn't familiar with the area the strip he picked off of ohio state route 257 is perfect you know you're entering thompson township in delaware county because there's a sign off to the right there's a graveyard on the right we found a bend on 257 half a mile south from like a neighborhood in radnor you know i was looking for a place to to park and ended up in that neighborhood because I couldn't find any good place to park. So it's, you know, and that's, if that's in Radnor. It's not that far from a pretty populated area. So when I, um, so I ended up finding a, a place to park. I parked about 50 yards north of where she was. And I had issues walking my dog back to it on, on a leash. Um, so, <clears throat> he had to have parked where that police car is. Um, there's just no other place place to, 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 to pull a body out of a car. Um, when I went back there with my dog, the first thing I saw crossing the road to go back into kind of where the skeletal remains were, there were very, very, um, there was a very, very small amount of skeletal remains there.
0: Ashley just said as she was walking back to where Stacy was found that she had seen a small amount of bones.
1: And I know it was a long shot that any part of it was Stacy's, but because I was there, I just I felt the need to send a text, a text to the detective. Um, they were probably animal along there, but I just I felt the need to say something.
0: I do believe they were animal bones.
1: And I was back in there kind of tracing along the, the property line, which was very muddy um, indicating to me that the Oda river swelled to the area that I was in. So I was, I was not in the cornfield. I was in where the trees were because I was trying to be off the property. And I was, uh, you know, looking, I went pretty far back in there. I was really looking for a good place to leave this commemorative rock there. And I was thinking the whole time I was back in there that I could not find a place to leave it. I was like, if I leave one here, the river's just going to swell and take it. Which at that point occurred to me was probably his thought too, and why 70% of her remains were found. He put her right outside of the river swell line. It's very distinct between that cornfield and the swell line. And, you know, it was... You know, I, thinking the same thing as him was disturbing, because I was looking for a spot that the river wouldn't take it, which is probably what he thought, too, is my guess. I don't obviously have any idea. So I was headed back to the road uh, with no place to, to leave this rock, and I looked to my right, and there was at least 50 skeletal remains and a huge vertebrae. I didn't see a head. Before. There were so many, I couldn't leave it without calling the police. So I actually ended up calling the Delaware County Sheriff's Office. And I led them back into where I was. They were kind of surprised at how far I went back into the brush of climbing over trees, ducking under limbs, like it wasn't easy. You know, I searched really hard for a place to leave when I my rocks, but didn't feel it. The police were very nice, and they looked at the remains for a reasonable amount of time before telling me they belonged to a deer. Um, which then like the huge vertebrae that I saw made sense. So I apologized to them profusely, but the reason that I was back there and seeing, you know, just imagine a full deer, just their bones on the ground. There were so many. You know, so I apologized to them, but um, I had to know that this wasn't a dumping ground for people. And as I was leaving, I asked if they knew Sergeant Bessinger, and they did. And so I gave them one of my rocks to give to him. So the rock in Delaware County is on Sergeant Essinger's desk and not where Stacey's killer left her. He can't go back and visit her anymore and I wasn't going to give him something to see if he does.
0: Ashley has a feeling she might know who might be a person of interest and believes there are other victims out there.
1: So, um, who do I think the person of interest is? Uh, when we first started this last uh, November, I tore apart all the Tupperwares underneath my basement stairs. And you know, if you think about what's under your basement stairs, like it's it's there for a reason because you never go through it. But I'm an organized hoarder and I had a lot of different stuff from different phases of my life. And so I was going through all of my diaries, my calendars, Ohio State address directories, newspaper articles. <clears throat> I was really surprised at how much information I had from 25 years ago. And I started keeping a OneNote of a a timeline of every time I mentioned Stacy, whether we were at the movies or she said something at an event or those kinds of things. I was just trying to put her places and figure out how she met this guy and organize all the information I had. For those of you that don't know, OneNote is like an electronic trapper keeper with tabs and everything. And so one of my tabs in the OneNote is called Puzzle Jeff after the current detective. It contains stuff he tells me, stuff I learned from the news, podcasters, all the random things I hear about our case that don't make sense. I put them in my Puzzle Jeff tab. And the thing about a puzzle is eventually the pieces start to come together. And once that starts to happen, you can tie things that you know back to newspaper articles, old websites that we had set up um, about three years after her disappearance, looking for information. And you can start asking your friends questions. So I have a pretty good idea of who this person is. And I know he's destroying other women, just not as bad as what he did to Stacey. I tried as hard as I could back when Stacey was taken to get attention on her case. But there are There are so, there are only so many flyers and vigils that you can hold before you have to compartmentalize your life. And I'm sorry to the other women that I couldn't help them, help them. But I know there are women out there that can help us now and take the power back that he took from them. So I'm hoping our efforts reach someone out there who can help us now. And, um, or at least hear my sincere apology, because I'm truly sorry for what he did to you. And I feel guilty for the pain that he's caused you. So this is Ashley, and I'm here if you wanna to talk to me or anyone on Stacey's team. You can find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube using the hashtag Finishing Stacy's fight. Please help us.
0: Here's what to look forward to on Just In Case You Forgot, Season 2, Delaware County. I will talk some more with Ashley about the spot in Delaware County before taking my trip.
1: I don't know for a fact how far off of the road that she was. I Just what I can see in that picture is, is all I know.
0: I continue to look for any information that might help move this podcast forward and I talked to one of Stacey Colbert's co-workers from AEP.
1: I have this whole notebook, notebook full of articles from the paper and um, flyers that we passed out and the stamps with her picture on it that I kept. I actually kept at my office at work for a long time and when we got sent home for um,
0: COVID, I brought that home with me for safekeeping. That and more is still to come on Just In Case You Forgot, Season 2, Delaware County.
1: Why here? We, we don't know. Just In Case You Forgot podcast is produced and hosted by William Swafford. Music was put together by William Swafford.
0: Hey, true crime fans. If you like Just In Case You Forgot, you will also want to check out Murderers in Ohio on YouTube. Murderers in Ohio is about men and women who have been convicted of murder in the state of Ohio. And it is hosted by myself, Bill Swafford. So go to Murderers in Ohio on YouTube and subscribe now. Say we got a killer around